everybody. Welcome back to the Miss Entrepreneur Podcast. So today we have our very first guest interview, and I am really, really excited to talk today all about workshops and really allow you to get to know Simone McNish. That is who we have on today. And a little backstory, I met Simone through a mastermind, Madison Tenders Mastermind. We were in there together and I really resonated with her and we became really close business friends because I'll never forget, we were on a group call and she was just being so vulnerable and so honest and so real and everything she was saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And so I hit her up in the DMs and I'm just like, okay, can we be best friends? Because I just, I loved her honesty and her vulnerability. It was such a breath of fresh air. And so that's kind of where it all started. Simone is a business and diversity coach, but she's really a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's always kind of pivoting and shifting her business because she has that awareness of when she sees a problem, she creates an offer to solve it. So backing up a little bit, this was last year. She One of her first workshops that she ran was a diversity and inclusion workshop and, and went viral. It was it was it was absolutely incredible and what happened was she saw a problem in the online space and she made a post about it she was very vocal about it about the lack of diversity and inclusion in the online space and the post went viral so her being this like really great intuitive entrepreneur was like why don't I create a workshop on this? If this resonated with so many people, let's take it a step further. And she created a workshop. And then unfortunately, the next week was when George Floyd was murdered. And everyone then, all the white people woke up and were like, we need more diversity and inclusion training in our businesses. And she just took off, went viral, ran her workshop multiple times. And in this episode, we dive deep into all things workshops, how to really create one for your business, when's a good time, um, how to do it and whatnot. We dive deep into it. So I am very excited to bring you this conversation with one of my favorite people in the online space, Simone McNish. Hey, Simone, welcome to the Miss Entrepreneur podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, yes. I'm so excited you're here too. Okay. Um, so if you will walk us through maybe your entrepreneur journey and kind of um, where you started and where you're at now, just a little bit of background about who you are and um, what you do. Totally. So um, I started my business about a year and a half ago, which is so crazy to say that I've been in business for 18 months, but um, I started my business a year and a half ago as a social media manager, really hated that. Um, it was not for me. So I pivoted really quickly, like more quickly than I was comfortable with to a, like a social media coach. And then from there I became a business coach. And then I even added on an extra leg of my business, which is diversity work, um, DEI work, diversity inclusion work. So, and then I'm possibly going to do another pivot soon too. Um, But yeah, so it's been a journey and it's been so much fun. I do the majority of my business just like you on Instagram. um, And I absolutely love connecting with people there. And I just, I don't know, I've just loved building my business over the past year and a half. I just went full-time in my business about six months ago. And 
oh, wait, maybe more than that. Oh, eight months ago, almost nine months ago. <laughs> it just goes by so fast. And yeah. But yeah, I got laid off from my job and I was devastated, but it actually turned out to be the best thing possible because I get to work on my business full time. So it's been awesome. And I'm a mom of two little girls. So it's been really nice to be able to be home with them um, instead of worrying about clocking in and out and all hands meetings and corporate stuff. So yeah, it's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think we talked a little bit, if you, uh, you guys don't know, but we talk a lot, Simone and I on Voxer, and we kind of talked a little bit about how, um, the business coach aspect, but how there's so many different aspects to it, um, to the diversity and inclusion and running that and, um, the productivity, you were going to talk a little bit more about that and all these different aspects to business that can really fall under the business, um, coach umbrella. But I think that's really neat for you, how you are so passionate about different things, but they all kind of fall under, um, the business coach aspect. Totally. Like I don't ever see myself taking away the business coach title because like you said, it's such a big umbrella. And if I took that away, then people would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Because I'm such a multi-passionate entrepreneur where I'm like six months ago, I wanted to do this. A year ago, I wanted to do this. Like I really started off video marketing and like really being an expert in that and then moving to business, general business coaching. And then diversity and then now I'm probably going to pivot to like mom coaching so I'm like uh I'm all over the pace but um yeah (laughs) I really love the freedom and flexibility like flexibility that you get from being a business coach you can really do anything yeah and I noticed that whenever you kind of pivot or branch out into a different part of your business that you kind of start doing it by um, incorporating and holding a workshop and that's what I really want to focus on today because I think it's such a great thing for a lot of the people who are listening maybe at the beginning of their business or they're just at a point where they are scaling their business and for me when I scaled I the first thing I did was hold a workshop and Um, I just think it's like a really great um, cash infusion to your business and pretty simple to hold and market and different things like that. Um, So I think that the term workshop and masterclass are kind of, if maybe you want to talk about, because they're like these buzz terms that are used frequently on the online space, but it's like, what's really the difference? Should I call it a masterclass? Should I call it a webinar? Should I call it a workshop? Like what exactly am I doing here? And if you can kind of talk about that and break down those terms a little bit. Totally. Yeah. And you're so right. I usually, I love the low stakes of a workshop. Like everyone thinks, oh my God, I have to have 50 people in my workshop to make sure that this pivot works. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you can make a workshop about almost anything. Um, And I think the real difference between, in my opinion, like a masterclass and a workshop, masterclass to me, it's a language thing. Masterclass has the connotation of it being free. If ever I hear the term masterclass, I'm usually thinking there's free in front of it, free masterclass, right? And that's like a general training, um, a training that's about like 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And um, it's more broad. It's not really diving into something deep. It's broad. It's like you are kind of giving them a taste and then you're selling at the end, right? And then a workshop is more hands-on, in my opinion. It's a little bit, it goes deeper into specific topics. Um, They're really walking away with really actionable steps. Um, The, it, it gives you the why and the how. And I feel like a masterclass is just the what 
if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like it gives you a little bit of the how, but it's more like what it is, like kind of like defining things, like here's what you could do. But um, a workshop, in my opinion, is just really diving into it and kind of working hand by hand, hand by hand hand in hand, I don't know, Um, (laughs) with the person who's running it. So I found that my workshops are a little bit more interactive. um, And I try to give people homework, I try to give people time for Q&A, all of that stuff. So I really think that's the difference. And it could be just a language thing, because I have seen people say, oh, I'm doing a masterclass, and it's $500. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But I usually call if it's paid I call it a workshop and if it's free I call it a masterclass and that's kind of as simple as I make it maybe yeah buying it but that's just kind of the way I think about it yeah no I I think masterclass I see a lot of people hosting free masterclasses and mm-hmm. I was just talking with a client the other day and she was going to do a paid masterclass but it was um they were doing meditation and yoga at the end and I'm like okay we need to call this a workshop because yeah. you're actually doing work, you're giving them, you're like applying what you're teaching yeah. and different things like that. So I think right. that's also, if you do want to do a paid masterclass, I think that's more like teaching, whereas a workshop is like you said, tangible tips, homework, yeah. Q&A at the end. Um, right. So how do you come up with your workshop topics? Oh my gosh, they just come to me. <laughs> I usually get like what I call a divine download. I'm like, I want to teach about this. And it mm-hmm. just kind of comes to me. And then I and then I talk about it with you. I talk about it with my biz besties. I talk about it with my husband. And then I'm like, I want to do this. And then I usually just, I'm really team messy action. So mm-hmm. especially with a workshop, I'm like, I kind of tease it to my audience and I'm like hey Mm -hmm. what do you think about this like I'm thinking about doing I'm going to be doing a workshop on motherhood balance and sorry I like heard my baby crying I'm like no um (laughs) my husband's got it um but you know like thinking about like balance and and preparing for a baby things like that but I'm like oh that would be a good idea and then I came to my audience and said would you guys be interested I had 50 people say, whoa, yes, I'm interested. So I'm like, cool. I validated that idea. I love using, I love thinking about my own ideas first and then having my audience validate them before I move forward with it, you know, which I think is a whole different vibe than really hanging on market research so tightly that you can't do anything outside of that market research. You know what I mean? So um, that's how I kind of come up with my ideas. It's a little bit abstract. Um, But I also listen to my audience a lot. Like, what are they asking for all the time? Like, what are they really passionate about learning? What are they asking me about in the DMs? I always pay attention to my DMs. Um, I jokingly say that, like, my ear is to the streets because the streets are my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have to listen to what they want. And it's not just about me and what I want because... Otherwise, I could be running a crazy business that's just like here or there, but I really have to listen to what my audience wants and what they're interested in paying for and what they're interested in learning because I'm here to serve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have this really good talent and um, kind of insight to see when there's a problem or when you're noticing that like this isn't being talked about, but people are in my DMs saying that this is a consistent problem. And so again, that's why I kind of like that instead of you spending an entire month creating this entire long, like three month program and like going really in depth. And it's like, let's just do a workshop and see how this kind of jumps off. And again, it's just kind of this really I not say easy, but it's quick, like to be like, there's a problem. I know how to solve it. Let's hop on this 
Zoom workshop for an hour or two um, and do the dang thing. So do you give pre-work or how do you feel about kind of like pre-work before a workshop? I've never personally given pre-work. I have given people resources beforehand and mm. saying like when I did my diversity workshops, my second round of diversity workshop, cause I did three rounds, I think of them. Um, mm. So my second round of diversity workshop, I ended up giving them like resources beforehand. I'm like, okay, here's the resources. You guys can, um, look at this beforehand if you really want to dive in before. And it, I always make it an optional thing. You know what I mean? It's it's nice if they can do pre-work, but I also understand that a lot of people are busy and have kids and have wives. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to hold your foot to the fire. And if you want to do it, you can do it. But I usually don't make that like a prerequisite, but I do make sure like my sales pages are really thorough. They know what they're going to be getting. They know. Also, I love to send out an email beforehand. What questions do you have that I can incorporate into this presentation? Mm-hmm. So you can have even more time for Q&A at the end, because I think a huge part of workshops is the Q&A at the end. You're literally paying for, otherwise you can just buy like a little course or something like, but you're paying right. for that live Q&A time. And I always tell people like a workshop is such a great investment because you get a recording, but you also get time with the coach where you may not have that time, especially if they're a high level coach, you may not have a Q and a time with them almost ever. Yeah. Unless they're super, you know, one of those coaches who does a bunch of Facebook lives or whatever, but you really get that one-on-one time, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said that you're sending out questions before, um, I like that just because it also kind of, I think you'll see a consistency of people saying like they have kind of the same questions and then you can cover that. Um, I like the Q and A at the end. I think that's really important to incorporate into the workshop and also promote and market um, that you will be doing that live Q and A because if not, why wouldn't I just like do the recording? Why wouldn't I just buy the recording? Why wouldn't I just buy the passive course? Like that Q and A is so powerful um, because it can be really specific to your needs, your questions, um, different things like that. So do you feel like, what have you learned the most? Like what mistake have you made and kind of like learn from that like I will not do that again (laughs) so many mistakes oh my gosh (laughs) um my first workshop was like it was it was nerve-wracking like I had some tech issues um I had about 30 people attend and that was a lot for me like 30 people in one room I was like yeah and I think 28 of them showed up so I was like whoa like this is and I was sweating I was like (laughs) So like the first thing is definitely come prepared, like get your tech set up like 20 minutes beforehand. Like don't wait until your makeup is done five minutes beforehand and then you're scrambling. Cause that's like the kind of, t- that's the type of personality I am. I'm like, Ooh, last minute and yeah. freak out. And like, oh my gosh, like you have to have things done beforehand. So after that, I was like, okay, like make sure you have your mic set up, everything set up. Um, I would never do that again. The second workshop, there was a bunch of behind the scene tech issues. So like my, my tagged list email went out to the wrong tagged list. And then there was too many dates. Like I should have just had one big workshop with like four or 500 people. And instead I split it up to make it intimate. 
it doesn't matter if it's an intimate experience or not. You know what I mean? Usually you're not going to have a workshop. I mean, I don't know for sure, but like usually you're not going to have a workshop with 110 attendees. Like mine was kind of a weird once in a lifetime experience. That's the way I look at it. And I had like four, like 400 people interested that were just interested. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But I ended up splitting it up and making it way, I overcomplicated things for myself. And then I had a, just a huge headache of this, this email list is going here, blah, blah, blah. So next time I would just say, just let the floodgates open. You don't need, um, in my opinion, for a workshop, you really don't need a wait list. Like mm-hmm. you can just let doors open. You don't have to overcomplicate things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can just let the floodgates open. Hey, I have this workshop. Tickets are coming out. Maybe you want to promote an extra week or something, but mm-hmm. make it easy for them to purchase unless you really want to give them a discount or something like that. But I really think it's like, I, I think you don't need a, a wait list or anything fancy like you would for a longer term program. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's again, kind of what I always preach is like, let's simplify it. And I think that that is kind of what you can do with a workshop. Like yeah. you don't have to add like all these scarcity measures. Cause like the scarcity oh. is we're having it on this date. So you're going to miss out if you don't right, sign up by this date, right. because that's when the workshop's going down. I also want to bring to attention that you are kind of an exception <laughs> with how many yeah. people you had. Like if oh, yeah. you don't know, Simone, <laughs> yeah, Simone went viral and it exploded crazy, yes. and it was insane. <laughs> Um, To give you maybe like a more normal um, experience, my first workshop, I had two people sign up. Yeah. (laughs) But I think there's also, I've had clients come to me and say like, I don't want to hold it. And then, you know, only one or two people sign up. And then I look like, but I think that's something one, we have to get over. But two, I had two people sign up and then I had at the time two one-on-one clients. So I had them come in and then I had two kind of biz besties. I had them come in. So it was like, I'm talking to six people instead of like two people. And it kind of feels like this weird vibe. Um, Not that that has to feel weird, but it felt a lot better talking to six people during the workshop versus two. Don't be afraid to invite your one-on-one clients. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to invite people that you know. Like, I'm really a fan of doing that in my business overall. Like, first of all, it's a good thing because you get more feedback. um, And your biz besties will be honest, maybe brutally honest with you, you know what I mean? And help you improve things. Also, a really good point that I think is that you have a digital product once you create a workshop. So mm-hmm. like once you hit record, you basically have something to prepackage and, and, you know, like repackage and sell afterwards. You can chop that bad boy up into a mini course. You can just sell the workshop recording as is. I see people all the time who have created workshops and they're like, hey, my replay for my workshop is up for sale again. And they just yeah. make make a quick thousand dollars over the weekend because they're just repackaging it. I personally have not resold. Well, yeah, I actually know I resold my diversity workshop and I had some passive sales come from uh, podcast interviews that they put the link up and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. three people bought this. This is crazy, you know? Yeah. But um, I think it's really good to realize that like what you're creating is not necessarily even just a live experience is a live experience and it's a product to sell afterwards, which is really important. Um, when you're thinking about your product suite, you want to have a little nice pocket product or bite-sized product that you can, um, that's more wallet friendly, that you can say, hey, you want a taste of working with me? Buy this workshop, do the work, come back to me, and then we can do one-on-one or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm actually, go- I just bought a course um, and I'm going through it now and it's one of the best courses I've ever went through and it is a repurposed workshop. Like she awesome. is just repurposing it and selling it as yeah. a passive course. But like, but I think that's so good because as entrepreneurs, we're putting so much time, so much of our knowledge, we're putting our best foot forward to really make this workshop the best. And it's like, why wouldn't you just then repurpose that and resell it rather than just having it sit on your junk drive? It's like, right. and that's just being smart as an entrepreneur. Right. So I know we talked about kind of best practices for a workshop um, and the best advice. Again, I think simplifying it, seeing the problem, but do you have any other kind of advice for anybody that would want to start doing a workshop? I mean, what do you think kind of is the best thing for them to start kicking off if they've never done a workshop before? I would say like mindset wise, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, don't overthink it. Just, I would say spend a lot of time on your outline. So spend more time on your outline about the content rather than the look, right? I see too many people getting into the weeds with like the slides and like, mm-hmm. I'm really a team simple person. If you can outsource as much as you can as well, I'm really team outsourcing. So if you can outsource someone building a template for you, that's pretty that you can fill in yourself, or if you can outsource somebody helping you set up the back end, do it because it can be very, um, excuse me, it can be very intimidating to go through and like set up the back end. You know, all it is really is a Zoom call that you're recording, but Mm -hmm. like people still get all like scared that like they're not gonna, there is the email aspect because I really do feel like the email marketing aspect is huge part of this because if you can't get the link out to the people who bought it, or if you can't, or if you accidentally send out the link, oh yeah, that was, this was one of my mistakes. I sent out the link <laughs> to like, my entire list to the workshop. Oh and no. There was only two people who came who didn't pay for it. And one of them even DM'd me and said, I don't think I paid for this. Can you check? And then I checked, she hadn't paid for it. She's like, I want to send you money. So she sent Aww. me money for it. And it was very sweet. But I was like, oh, thank goodness my list is honest because I like I I messed up so much um but like you have to have that tech stuff on lock so I think like good advice is like get familiar with the tech and give yourself plenty of time don't be doing it the night before like me Mm -hmm. um do it a week two weeks before so you really have enough time to test to send a test email to make sure everything's formatted correctly to make sure you sound okay that you're you're area that you're actually in looks okay too but um yeah like I really just as long as you can get people in the door you're gonna have a fine workshop no matter what tech things happen there's never been a workshop or a master class or anything that I've been on that has been completely seamless so just allow yourself a little bit of margin for error because yeah you know yeah can I really really hone on on the tech side and really simplifying it because I think that, I don't think I'm alone, but I think for me so much at the beginning of my journey as a business owner was the tech side. Like I have the knowledge and all these other aspects, but I'm not super tech where I'm learning all these programs and I don't always have the patience for it. But I think keeping it simple, it is literally a Zoom call. I was, um, I attended a workshop by this like bigger blogger influencer um, several months back and 
his, um, he was using some kind of software, like something, something, and it wasn't working. Like the whole thing was down. And it's like, why can't we just hop on a Zoom call? Like, why does this have to be so complicated that you're using this really fancy, expensive software um, and it's not even working? (laughs) So I think it is really just essentially having your email marketing where they're all segmented and you just send them an email to be like, this is the time. Here's the Zoom link. See you then. Like it can be as simple as that. Um, and I like the messy action. I always preach that as well when it's like, okay, so the first time you run it, you only get one or two people, but you'll run it again and you'll get better and you'll get five people. And then the next time you'll get 10 people. And like you said, you can just repackage it and, um, send it out passively as well. Seriously. There's a girl who, um, she just hit hundred K and she has these workshops that she basically does the same workshop over and over again. I think I've seen her launch five or six of them okay, join the workshop. She might even watch it every month. And it's like, here's the the workshop. It funnels into this. Then you get this, then you get this. And it's so smart because it's a really great entry point for if you're into funneling your, your customers, things like that. It's a really great entry point to get a taste of working with you. And this is controversial, but I always sell at the end of my workshops too, mm-hmm. <laughs> because your workshop is your warmest. It's a, it's yeah. a hot audience, right? They're yeah. already interested in what you have to say. So why not give them, why not give them the service of letting them know how best to work with you pertaining to the topic, of course, but like, Hey, you want to learn how to work with me? Great. Mm-hmm. I had, um, you know, I sold out a group program basically for my workshop attendees. And so I'm like, and none of them, I don't think any of them um, didn't attend the workshop. So all of them attended the workshop, wanted to learn further. And I did that again with another group program where I sold two or three spots specifically from the workshop that I created. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think, yeah. I think it's a good thing. People are like, well, they're already paying for something. Well, they're going to pay for more stuff. Like they like you. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Well, if they want that service, yeah, Yeah. they have that problem. And you're just like, Hey, I can further solve your problem. If you want further help on this, it's like, let's work together at another more intimate level because a workshop is not super intimate. It's low cost typically. And, um, yeah, I think that's great just in a way to communicate, like I can serve you further and this is how. Right. And, like don't sleep on your email tagged list of people mm-hmm. that are either interested if you do end up doing a wait list like if they're interested in attending the workshop or even better if they've bought the workshop that email list is a new segmented list that you're like ah like these are my interested hot people so let me sell them the next thing that pertains to them yeah. and really give them that service so I love that like it's like a high intent list. And I think it's mm-hmm. so smart to like continue to utilize that list afterwards. It really can, you know, so you can do some back end marketing. You don't have to do everything yeah. live on Instagram. So yeah. Yeah. Scheduling off those emails. We know yes. we love that. <laughs> love emails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I am going to wrap it up here because I know your baby yeah. is, um, She's needing mama. Yeah. She's always needing mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want to do a few rapid fire questions. Um, so super quick. There's three of them. Um, what is the most difficult part of being an entrepreneur? Um, right now it's being a mom and an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's oh, like the most preach. difficult part. It's finding time to get the things um, for me to like focus, like having one thing that I focus on instead of 20 billion little things that I want to try. I think focus is the hardest part just for me personally. Yeah. 
yeah. preach, preach, and sleep deprived. Yeah, <laughs> hard to Girl, focus when you're sleep deprived. I'm so sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, book you've read that really impacted your business. Um, book I've read that has impacted my business. Um, I would say it's more like, I love this spirituality book. It's not a business book at all, but the untethered soul. I love that book. It's Mm. amazing. It's a little bit on the, well, it's very woo woo, but it's Mm -hmm. very, um, not to, not to attach yourself too much to what you're doing into your business. Right. Cause we can get really attached to our identity within our business and it can be really hard when you, lose out on a one-on-one client or you don't get a sale or you have a launch that doesn't really, you know, resonate, you feel like crap. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say that book has really taught me to just kind of just let it flow, let it go and not freak out as much. Um, yeah. I like that. All the books I've impacted my business are pretty woo as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So last one, who are you learning from the most right now in the online space? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, uh, what am I learning from the most? Uh, it, that one's a hard one for me because I just consume so much content. I hate to say <laughs> it, but I'm I'm never like, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. Um, there is an entrepreneur that I really like named Ruby Lee, and she is kind of. Um, she talks a lot about like LinkedIn. She talks a lot about Mm. she, what I really like about her is that she talks about like the nitty gritty, really hard parts of her business. Like before, like she did a lot of, you know, figuring things out, grinding it out, and then kind of shifted into this, oh, like it doesn't have to be me working 24 seven. It doesn't have to be me doing all the things and throwing all the things at the wall to see which one sticks. I can simplify my business and do what works best for me. Um, She also has a podcast that I love as well, the Own Your Hustle podcast. And she does really good at being super transparent. I just love her energy and I love how she approaches things. It doesn't feel like that really, I I don't know. There's like kind of a vibe in the coaching industry sometimes where it's like very monetary focused. It's very based scale to 10 K type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it just gets tiring. Like, and Mm -hmm. she kind of talks about the whole spectrum of like her life as a mom and um, the setbacks that she's had. So I really like that kind of I like entrepreneurs that talk about the holistic view, like the whole view, not just like I showed up on Instagram stories every day for 30 days and I got, I made 10 K mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I want to hear like the, the, the dirty stuff. Like I want to hear the really hard stuff as well, because we've all been at those hard parts in our business. We're like, are we going to make it? Like, is this really going to be a dream that, it can come to fruition, but it can, it just, it yeah. takes time. It takes a lot of time. And I think, especially if you're a mom or you work a nine to five job or both, um, it will take you a little bit longer to hit big mm-hmm. numbers and that's okay. Like that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. I love it when they're transparent because it makes me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only yeah. one that feels like this because yes. we all have the same struggles. It's just, can you talk about it? Can you get vulnerable and put it out there? Because it is scary, but it really builds that connection with your community to be like, oh, she's just like me. Like in a way that like makes me feel like connected and not alone in this online space. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's like, that is, that is our selling point 
that people don't understand is the connection point. Like Mm -hmm. it is not the flashy numbers that I see so many people leading with. Like if I see one more person talk (laughs) about like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to help you scale to this amount and I've helped all my clients do it. It's like cool. But like, what if we, what if we don't have any connection points? Like, are you really going to be able to scale me? You know, like, I just feel like there's so much more to business than just like hitting the numbers. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it can be exhausting for me personally, but, um, some people really like that. They just, all they want to know is how to scale to a hundred K or 200 K and then they want to dip out, you know, but yeah. I but are know. you happy? Like, are, are you, you happy? happy? And most of yeah. those people, they go, they go through a season of burnout at the beginning, uh-huh. like just going too hard, doing too much. And I'm like, yeah. I just can't do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Preach. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate so much. Um, again, if you didn't know, Simone just had a baby. So I love so much <laughs> that you took some time off. I know you're kind of in maternity leave and um, yeah. taking some time off in your business, but I really appreciate you being my friend and coming on here and chatting with everybody. So where can they connect with you? Um, on your, you mostly are on Instagram. Is that where you kind of, um, I, that's where I hang out is Instagram mm-hmm. for sure. So you can find me at Simone.Micknish, M-C-N-I-S-H. Um, you can find me there on Instagram. You find me www.SimoneMcNish.com, <laughs> spelled the same way. Um, and then you can find me, um, if you want to be very professional, you can find me on LinkedIn too. I'm Simone Johnson because I technically still have my, my maiden name. I, I need to change it. So <laughs> But my business it's, it's, name, my business name looks to the future. <laughs> it's still in the process of changing our name. No, it takes right. years for some of us. Oh, gosh, I'm not That's looking so forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, Simone. Thank you so much. And um, we will chat with you soon. Okay. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that talk with Simone McNish as much as I enjoyed talking with her. So to kind of summarize, if you are looking to incorporate a workshop into your business in the next coming months, really take to your community, your audience, and asking them what they would like to see the topic about when you're kind of trying to choose the topic that you are going to run your workshop on. That's why I love Instagram stories so much because it makes it very simple and very easy for you to just kind of gather that data and market research from your community, you know, throw up some polls and ask them, would you want me to talk about this or that? And it also kind of teases your workshop and gets them warmed up to the idea of you having this workshop and promoting this workshop. And then like Simone said, keep the tech side very easy. Keep it very simple in the back end and also make it very, very easy for them to say yes and sign up. Do not make them jump through so many hoops to pay you because they'll just back out, right? So make it very simple, the tech side, and make it easy for them to pay you. And then of course, like I always say, talk about it over and over and over again. Do not just jump on your stories or post about it on your feed once or twice. You need to talk about it multiple, multiple times on, you know, what they will get out of this workshop and who it is at, who it is for, you know, everything about the workshop, talk about it multiple times. And if you kind of struggle on different ways on how you can talk about an offer and you feel like you're always repeating yourself, I just launched a mini course this week called Intentional 
income. And if you are listening to this the week of January 4th, then it is on sale for only $17. You can click the link below in the show notes, or you can click the link in my bio on my Instagram and grab it. $17. And it's only, it's over 30 different ways that you can talk about the offers in your business. And it really just helps you kind of pull out that creativity to talk about different ways that people can work with you. If you kind of feel like, oh, I'm constantly repeating myself or I don't know how I can you know, talk about the different ways and promote this offer that makes sense and make it really easy for people to want to purchase this workshop or want to work with me and whatnot. I will also link in the show notes below um, the recording of Simone's diversity and inclusion workshop that you can purchase. It's a replay of it. And I will put that link down below in case you want to buy that as well. And at the very least, make sure that you follow her on Instagram and I will link that down below in the show notes as well. And I will check you on the next episode.